0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Common Ground. I'm Raj.
1: I'm Jana. I'm
2: Leanna. (laughs) I'm Leanna.
1: We are super excited to be back.
0: Um, Our conversation today, I think, is one that will resonate with a lot of people, um, especially in our community, the community that we're trying to cultivate here. Um, so we wanted to kind of just like pose the question and let it sit for a little bit and then dive in on if the wellness world can be toxic. Any thoughts, feelings, emotions that come up, just kind of like, let them sit with you, let them marinate. (laughs)
1: And you, you don't have to have an answer because this is a conversation. So it's not like there's any kind of right or wrong. Mm-hmm. No. Something to talk about. Yeah.
0: It is definitely something to talk about. <laughs> Before these discussions, we all meet and we kind of like banter about, you know, where we're going to go. And it's funny because we always have a topic but it will just kind of like manifest into something even greater. So we started with this um, question and ended up somewhere totally different <laughs> because it really can grow in that way. Like what, um, what the wellness world is today versus what it was five years ago, what it was just two years ago. You know, it's constantly evolving, which is really, in my opinion, wonderful. Um, but it's a double-edged sword. It's wonderful that it's evolving. It's wonderful if it's evolving for the right reasons and we're growing and we're becoming more inclusive and more accepting and um, shifting from the toxicity. (laughs) There's my answer. Um, (laughs) But There is something to be said about when it evolves in a direction that maybe isn't for the best, I think.
1: Well, I think too, maybe some clarity around I guess when I was saying like you don't have to have an answer perhaps what I really meant to say is you if you have an answer you don't have to then have a reason or know exactly why like you could say yes it is but but there isn't this direct straightforward explanation you need to have because I think in the explanation is where we discover what's toxic for us and what isn't toxic for us and how that becomes sort of a personal journey into Wellness apart from the wellness world mm-hmm. like I still think wellness is a wonderful thing to to take care of one's well-being but I also like raise my eyebrow a lot lately mm-hmm. about things in the wellness world
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think the biggest um, kind of transition from wellness to toxic for me personally mm-hmm. of like when does it turn to be a little bit toxic is when you have this feeling that you can't, you aren't enough as you are, meaning like striving to constantly work on yourself to what end? (laughs) Never ending. You will always see ads for a new supplement. You will always hear of a new way to eat. You will always have another workout you could try. And I think that, you know, for me personally, I love having great habits. I think they can form your life and mm-hmm. being well, is obviously something that we all care deeply about. And when it turns toxic is when it
1: feeds into that feeling of not enoughness. I And maybe a question to ask too, is what do the four of us consider the wellness world anyway? What does that even mean when we say that? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we're we're in it, what with what we offer mm-hmm. and teach and do we're we're in it. Mm-hmm. And the question I believe for us is, how do we participate in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a big question.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's
1: and how do you listening to us? How do you participate in it? Because mm-hmm. you can't make a world go away, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost inserted an environmental joke about humans, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna zip mm-hmm. my mouth. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, I think that there's a huge differentiation that's coming up again for me personally. And sorry, I'm just talking about my own wellness and toxic and <laughs> the toxic, but like the difference between. The wellness world and the wellness industry and if there's even mm.
1: <laughs> that's true too
3: you know like when you said the wellness world Jana, like what came to mind to me was a bunch of um for people to start but then businesses not to say that that's a bad thing but it's just something to be aware of
2: i think also part of it is like wanting that community and wanting to be a part of something but then also monitoring when it turns into something that's kind of like cult like where <laughs> other people are like making decisions for you and you might not even realize it um and just having that awareness to know that like we are meant to be around people we are meant to form communities um but how to be in it and be able to step back from it and see what it looks like from the outside see how you feel on the inside Um, and to go at whatever your pace is, like, sometimes you might want people making decisions for you that might feel good to you. Um, but then there's also this, like having, having that like awareness of yourself of what do you really want without other people's influence? Yeah.
0: And where do those lines get blurred? Leanna, that's such a good, like, yeah, because I I think if you're in a place like, speaking for myself, it's like, oh, what brought me to this industry? And when I'm about the industry, I mean, like, the yoga community. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I wanted to change X, Y, Z. So it started with change, right? I was feeling some type of way, and I wanted to change it, and someone mentioned yoga. So I tried it. And it's like, my mindset, if I wasn't a Scorpio... Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, I could have been taken advantage of. Do you know what I mean? Like I think really like deep in my heart, I think I could have been taken advantage of because I was so ready for big change, big change. I wanted to see it. I wanted to feel it. I wanted to be in it. Um, That I almost like was a little bit of a dangerous spot to be in. And so like when you're coming in and I think, A lot of people, unfortunately or fortunately, do come in for like, I just want to change, you know, this or that. And like, that's a wonderful reason to look inside yourself and say, like, I want to grow, right? It gets slippery when that growth turns into like an extreme or you're then no longer having that self-agency and you're just letting people say like, no, you need to push through the pain or you need to come and show up X, Y, Z amount of days. And it gets really messy.
1: Yeah. And that's it. I find, you know, my entry in a real way—not in my playful entry into yoga was—I was a teenager and I was just reading a book and plopping around my living room. But in a real way, in that way, you were speaking about mirage of I wanted change and I wanted this thing that people had that were feeling better after change, and my, I walked into a Bikram studio. Mm. So I was like, in a sense, indoctrinated into we do it this way or we don't do it yeah and i could remember like i think the pranayama in the beginning of class like doing it every time and i was like this doesn't feel good on my shoulders Mm -hmm. this doesn't help me breathe better but i was like trampling over all of my my own thoughts about how this was affecting myself because i didn't want to literally like either piss off or hurt my instructor's feelings. Now, I know there's a fine line. I have to push myself to learn. I know that about myself. I have to push myself into, um, you know, I actually work well in the land of discomfort versus comfort, but like, I know that about me. And I also know there's a point where I'm like, no, this is just uncomfortable and it's not having an effect. So when you were talking about like that discernment through the years, I think for me and, and, I'll say it with anything, dabbling in a bazillion yoga modalities and coaching for a while and this and a while things I like laugh at myself now. But the question became. For me, because I do think we have to approach this personally, so for us to share what personally works for us, I think opens that up for everyone to to see that from their own perspective, Mm -hmm. Um, I look at something and I'm like, well, Do I, and this, Leanna, you had mentioned this a bit too, of just how you feel about things, like whatever the thing is, I find that if I feel worse without it, it's just something being sold to me. Because if I started one way and I'm trying to feel better or calmer or more organized or whatever it is, I'm not actually going to feel worse without it to an extent. But if I feel better with it, then maybe it's something healthy for me. Hmm. Because I can get in a place where I'm like, oh my God, I don't. And then I like ruminate, like, why am I not doing this? And why am I not, why don't I not buy that? And why am I not doing this practice? But like, just go do the thing that makes me feel good. Like that, that is what it is. Yeah. And that's not, it's not an easy, it's not easy to discern. It's just something. I got to find something in the mire of all of this this is good for you. Yeah. Oh, um, I I don't even know what to call that anymore. I, I almost said advertisement, but I'm trying not to go there. <laughs> and to add on to that, or just
3: to maybe say something a little bit controversial here, Jenna, then you're in a space. And I don't know if this is just the space that I'm in or curious to hear if this has happened to other people. But then you are in, like, circles that are telling you that triggers, if you're being triggered, that's good for you. Mm. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. coaches sharing that <laughs> on
1: social media.
2: Mm. And no, that's it's almost like it becomes
1: really confusing. I want to say <laughs> to that, I know my discomfort. Not yeah. you. You don't get to tell me. That this is your level, and I, you need to, you need to work through that, or you need to bust the threshold with yeah. me because of me and what I offer. Like, that's more of a conversation I would imagine is with your therapist, with your journal, yeah. with like maybe your best friend, but mm-hmm. not the person who wants you to participate in what they're offering. Yeah, right. Where it's like and in a yoga class, like maybe that's
3: not appropriate. To have someone to work through. And so this is, yeah, oh, fine lines, I tell you.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, so mm. I do not like that, first of all. I'm just going to agree. I was triggered by that triggering. <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah, I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah, but... I just, I think it's like, oh, so this is a great example. Like, I'm in physical therapy for my back. And you will meet, not you will meet, I have met so many people that I'm talking to that are like, oh wait, like you're a yoga teacher. And I'm like, correct. Which is why I am seeking medical advice from a professional doctor of of something that I cannot fix. Like I cannot fix this on my own through yoga because there is such a weird line where people think like, oh, you're a health coach. I don't need to go see a doctor. And like, I, you know, I'm not trying to go deep into that conversation right now because I know that it's a lot for some people, but I am going to say like, as a good teacher, as a good instructor, you know your limit and your boundary, and you know when to say like, this is out of my scope of expertise. And I feel like today, a lot of people aren't saying that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to YouTube university or Instagram or yes. TikTok and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm a yoga instructor. But like, I did watch 20 hours of TikToks on how to fix your back. And so like, now I can incorporate that into my classes.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> well, and it's, it's so like, good. everybody's like grasping for everything. So as providers will say, we're like, people who provide the services, not like medical providers, you're grasping for everything because what if someone goes to someone else and not you, and then they stick with that someone else and they don't come back to you. Like there's such a scarcity mentality there. Like, oh my gosh, you're not going to do the thing that I was helping you with or that I was enhancing your, your life with. But then as practitioners, we kind of get in that same space of like, well, what if I don't try this? And what if I don't try this? So like every, everybody's grabbing at everything Mm -hmm. and it's, I don't, I don't know what it's it's doing. So I, I come back, I really think wellness and taking care of oneself is a, is a wonderful thing. And it's not everything. You don't have to do everything to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and you don't have to listen to everyone. And just because someone's a proclaimed expert or influencer absolutely doesn't mean they know better than you do mm-hmm. about your life.
0: Because that person influencing you is either like, And sometimes it's coming from a genuine experience. Like I think we were saying this prior, if they're your friend and they're like, oh, I tried this. And you know, you could try it too. Like they're your friend, you know them on a personal level. So you don't think they're gonna lead you astray, but you still also may not need what your friend has. Like my skin texture is different than your skin texture, but I'm not gonna go and start using your face wash. And then like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you're getting sold things like that. Like you're seeing the picture but you're not seeing the steps that it took to get there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone wants that end result, but no one's t- telling you, like, oh, um, you know, my face looked crazy for like ten days.
3: <laughs> and I think too, a big part of this conversation is where being like we are exposed to so many people now, (laughs) ideas now, Mm -hmm. products now. And throughout our human history, we didn't have such exposure. And then benchmarks change that they're literally insatiable. So like, about skin, for example, and this is one that I (laughs) can't really wrap my head around and I don't understand, but like, you can, like maybe the benchmark used to be like, you washed your face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. great (laughs) and now it's like the benchmark is your skin should look younger
0: Mm -hmm.
3: and what does that even do you
1: just just from me turning 40 which I did in June the number of anti-aging stuff that comes up in every corner of my life even if I'm on like YouTube watching Octonauts or whatever the heck my kid watched. Somehow the ad for that is like whatever. And what did I end up doing? I bought into some of it. I was like, oh, I guess I'll get guess I'll get a guasha because you know, like maybe. And there are aspects of what I'm discovering that are doing things that I appreciate in terms of a new face care routine for me. I love guasha. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but like it's like getting pounded. Like, well, now you have to do this and now you have to do this and now you have to do this. And, do this. and I'm like, uh, okay, I, I can give this five minutes. I can give it five minutes. I've always been able to give my face like five minutes.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
1: but the
3: thing is too, it's like when now the goal of like products is like, or the feeling behind buying is I want to look younger. Mm-hmm. It's literally a benchmark. That Mm -hmm. cannot Mm -hmm. be answered or achieved, right? So Mm -hmm. it becomes toxic, in that you're constantly then striving to look younger for what,
2: right? (laughs) So
3: yeah, I think that's where it can be toxic as well. Is like, what are we chasing? Yeah, and is it even possible? Yeah,
0: the fountain of
1: youth. (laughs) Yeah, I invent that. Yeah, (laughs) I will like. I, it is, it is weird. Like when you're like, okay, I'm like now like 40 and I don't really want to look 40, but it's like, what does that mean? I think for me, there is some, there is an element to be, and this could just be my life because of the age I am and doing the things that I do, I do spend less time on myself. So sometimes it's nice to have the reminders to be like, Oh, you had a fresh face because you took care of your face. Like you felt good because, you know, like you, I, I don't know. I can't think of like more things. Obviously moved my body, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So it isn't like about trying to look younger for me in that sense. It's like, just maintain what you had like going. Taking and, care of yourself. and Right. You well. to take, <laughs> right. exactly mm-hmm. of yourself. And you, you know, you, you'll look how you want. To. I said this, I think a couple weeks ago, I'm like, I do yoga because I want to, feel better and I want to look better. And that that's the truth because from that for me stems so many other things, like yeah. the way I approach the world, the lens in which I see things. And I was, I think products, I mean, the products of the wellness world are what make everything so like the sale of things to ourselves. because. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself, but all this to say, like, if some of, if this stuff that we're talking about brings you joy Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stick with that feeling. Right. There's there's a difference between I think what we're saying, like. If you like buying skincare and you feel like it's doing good stuff for you and it's making you happy and you're not trying to change who you are Mm -hmm. as a human being. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Cool. But if it's getting to that point where you're like. Oh, I'm trying to look younger or I'm trying to look like X, Y, Z, like maybe just take a step back and ask yourself, like, why did I start this? Mm-hmm. Why did I start yoga? Mm-hmm. why did I start mm-hmm. you know meditating? Why did I start breath work? Mm-hmm. Why did I start guasha like there's questions that can be asked to help you i think snap out of it or even like you know come back into the place where it's like let's go back to the basics right do yeah. need 50 products, or do I need just three you know yeah come back to the joy and the feeling of like why you started i I think that's why like when I was kind of falling into the like wild yoga world, like, needing to be there every day, doing two classes a day, like, wild times. Like, it wasn't fun anymore. It that was shit stressful. <laughs> no, on my body. Probably when my back's all messed up. Like <laughs> There are, there's things that can happen long game that you don't even realize, like, mm-hmm. because you're so deep in the toxicity, you're so mm-hmm. deep in the world. Like, you know, you don't, you need someone to say, like, hey, step back.
1: <laughs> what if you're
2: Um, All right. Just let to say real quick too. Like once you feel like you don't feel like you have to prove anything to anybody anymore, Mm. like the more time you spend doing something, um, you do it because you want to do it. And if you don't end up spending time doing something, then you're, you just don't do it. And it really wasn't that important to you. Like, I know Mm -hmm. there's, there is discipline and there is like sticking to things that, like I said, I was going to do this. I'm going to do this thing. But there are some other things where it's like if you really have to, like, force yourself to do something and you're just, like, dreading it, then that's where you know, like, something's off and maybe I don't need to do this thing. Um, like- and then And then you don't feel like you have to also, like talk about it to other people. Like yes. it's not something you're trying to like show people like I'm doing this thing or that you're trying to convince other people that you're doing it. Like you're keeping it very internal and if somebody asks you about it then yes, you can offer up what what they ask about, but it doesn't have to be that you're like trying to convince everybody that like I'm doing this thing and yeah. you need to do it too mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's funny because I do always
0: see like I didn't want to work out, but I did because you always feel better after a workout. I personally can agree with that. I think some type of move, but I, I learned this like a while ago and I forget somebody that I follow said this and I was like, you know what, that's actually a good way to think about it. But she said, like, if you're in the mindset of like, I don't want to do this, but I know it will make me feel better. Do it for five minutes. And if after those five minutes, you are still like. I really don't want to do this. She's like, just stop. I th- oh, it was, um, Mel Robinson. I think
1: mm-hmm. it was like, okay, yeah.
0: she's like, I give myself, she says, she's like, I do mm-hmm. three, two, one. And then I stand up. She's like, and I, I just stand up and I go straight to the activity. She's like, and then I do the activity for five minutes. She's like, and if I am miserable still after those five minutes, she's like, I'll stop. Yeah. But, and there's, that. she was saying like more often than not, like, I am excited to keep going. She's like, but there are times when it's just mentally and physically not there for me. And I'm like, that's actually a good way to look at it.
1: And that's so powerful because
0: she's
3: practicing discipline and focus and then discernment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All the things that we're saying.
1: Discipline, (laughs) focus, discernment. And it makes sense because I think that when we do something, whatever the activity is for ourselves in this case, and the only sort of joy you have when it's over is checking it off your list. You might want to revisit that because like, what if, what if our wellness activities and routines brought us joy?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what we if that was good? In my opinion, they should, they should then do whatever you want You And then they should, but they sh- at the end of the day, I think joy is a feeling that a people, that a people, <laughs> joy is That's a, a people- feeling that a lot of people ignore. Cause they just want to get it done.
2: Yeah. You know? And I think too, specifically with yoga, like it's a sacred ancient practice and it's more than just a wellness activity. Yes, It's, more mm-hmm. than wellness, it's been grouped into this. Like if you don't feel good, do yoga, but it's like, no, yoga like something like you a- do when you're also feeling well, like it's <laughs> not, it will give you the benefit of feeling better, better, whatever that means. But that's not like, what yoga is and mm. so much to it, and it kind of um it's funny I was doing this like online um workshop with said guru and or maybe I was just watching a video and he said he's like yoga isn't for everybody mm-hmm. and like that that's a big thing because it is it is something sacred that it's like if you pass it on to somebody who isn't ready for it or doesn't understand it it diminishes some of the power that yoga has. And that goes with any spiritual experience, any sacred practice that somebody might not be familiar with, and they can diminish it in a second. And that does take away from Mm. the essence of yoga, whether we can like consciously realize it or not. I've never
1: heard it put that way. And that's fascinating to me. And it's Mm -hmm. so important to distinguish between
3: the sacred practice of yoga and it being lumped into the wellness yeah. community because that i'm so happy you brought that up because it for it's such a western way to look at yoga yeah, and absolutely.
2: so thank you for yeah. sharing that yeah mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why i didn't really feel like called to practice yoga in the first place and why i didn't want to go to the studios like i wanted to go s- to a friend who was practicing yoga. She, I trusted her and I felt safe. Mm-hmm. And to me, even though I didn't know what yoga was, it felt very big to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tread I treaded very lightly whenever I first started practicing yoga. And um, it's like never something that I've taken lightly. Like it's always felt like really expansive and very important to, to bring those types of things to the forefront. Mm-hmm. For sure,
1: and maybe that's why this idea that yoga finds you, mm-hmm. like it's not yeah. about I. I really like you in my life. Now, if you could just do some yoga, that would be super because I think it's so wonderful. But like until that person has that experience, I think of <clears throat> I don't know, like what what you're saying, Leanna, of, of being ready. Not that you're not that it's like you can't be ready for yoga, but there is this nuanced way of let's just I mean, to put it out there, there can be just very pushy people and teachers that are saying, if you're not doing it like this, who are you to say you're not ready? Like you get told things, but that never seems to stick in the long run or even like the long, long run, because you might be practicing something in a in a way that it hasn't even touched you. And for that reason, you're not experiencing all these promises it's supposed to deliver because maybe there's something else you needed to be doing. Yeah, and to clarify
3: that in what we're talking about now, we're talking about yoga beyond
1: asana. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And so in the Western world, the gateway to yoga so many times is through like hot yoga or poses only. You know not to say that it's bad (laughs) different than what we're talking about here
2: you know and -hmm. that might just be the level that some people are at and it's not bad it's not good it's it's yoga and it's it might take them on a path of something else it might just be that and nobody else can say what it is for somebody else like they decide what it is they get to decide and nobody else has a say in it Mm -hmm. um and And it's allowed to to change yeah and two i mean the bhagavad-gita talks about like not sharing like yoga is so sacred like you don't just share it with anybody like you only talk about it with Hmm. people who are like ready for it and i mean that's again discernment and knowing like intuitively like this person might want to hear about this, or they ask you questions, they make it known that they're ready. And that's like, that's a big part of paying attention. And even mm-hmm. within yourself, like listen to the questions you ask yourself too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then like coming back to wellness of, I, I feel like it's, I don't know, to be like a human in the world, I find that I if I can pay attention on a given day to how I move and how I can be still, And how I can, you know, I could say, like, drink water and eat good food. But, like, what I consume, because I think it's bigger than that for us, is if I can find supports for that, then to me, that's what I consider wellness. Now, for me personally, yoga supports a lot of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's me. Like, you could play a sport, and that's, like, moving your body and concentrating on something and, you know, make sure you eat so you don't, like, pass out doing whatever sport you're doing um Mm. and this really comes from a conversation i was having with my kid this morning on the way to preschool because i don't know he was asking me something about what do you what making good choices during the day and i was like well i think if you you run around and you move that's a good thing and i think if you you sit and you be calm because we have a calm space in our house and i think if you you know drink lots of water and eat healthy foods i was like if you can do those things each day i think you're you're doing a good job um Mm. But maybe it can be that sort of simple for us, too. Yeah.
3: I also think there's something to trusting in the body's magic, Mm -hmm. which yoga inherently does. It's been around for thousands of years as a practice that, you know, helps us feel more connected and heal. And I think where wellness can be, toxic is when we don't trust in that process
0: Mm
2: -hmm. you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I don't really
3: have words for it right now
2: Mm -hmm. but
3: but where we look outside of ourselves too much to do the healing (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. it's a little toxic Um, I'd have to think more about more words for that but
2: yeah no that's big yeah
1: well, I that's a good common ground example of how we mean to have really big conversations that don't end up with the answers. I was just to say, well, I hope that
0: someone got the answer out of this somewhere. <laughs> it's still now ruminating for me.
3: Like I
1: don't have it. Yeah,
0: but yeah. I thought I had it, but I'm like, oh, it's it's just it's all the things
1: together. <laughs> Because I don't think the goal is to have the answers. No, because they think that not having the answers keeps us alive and living and curious. Yeah. And involved and, and yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but we still want to know if you have, if you have the answer. Yeah. yeah let us know. Share yourself Get out. You. Please. <laughs> Please help us. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Give What's us the, the us. magical one thing? Yeah, right.
0: Well, thank you all for joining us today. It was always nice to chat with you, ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye.